Your legacy is about more than just investment returns. It's about the peace of mind that comes with knowing your investments are in the right hands and that you've partnered with an investment manager who has the right skills and experience to grow your wealth. Old Mutual Wealth is a world-class investment destination offering you a wide range of investment strategies and specialist wealth management solutions. Whether your goal is to grow your wealth, generate income or preserve capital, Old Mutual Wealth selects the best and most suitable investments based on your investment strategy and their extensive research and insights. Together with your financial planner, Old Mutual Wealth's team of experienced specialists go to great lengths to understand what really drives you. Once they know your priorities, they model a strategy around your specific needs, supported by a multi-skilled team dedicated to taking your wealth further. Whether your goal is to grow your wealth, generate income, or preserve and pass on capital, Old Mutual Wealth is here to partner with you on this journey so that you can do more, have more, leave more, and be more. Old Mutual Wealth is an advice-led wealth management business aimed at providing financial planners and their clients with a full suite of industry-leading strategies and services. For more information, please visit their website on www oldmutual.co.za slash wealth Hi there, I'm Arti Vapitrasun Hello, I'm Malika Peterson Welcome to the Swan Effect Podcast Money makes the world go round, yet it's not so easy to understand its complexities, particularly when it comes to investing. That's why Arti and I are using this platform to educate, inspire, and help you gain confidence in your relationship with money. So that you can better manage your finances and investments. We are two women in finance. That's pretty cool, isn't it? It certainly is. You've been in stockbroking, private wealth management, asset management, and now an award-winning businesswoman who is coaching and assisting businesses with capital and strategic advice. And Malika, you have a wealth of experience in wealth, excuse the pun, in financial planning, investments, and relationship management. So you're also at the coalface when it comes to where and how people are investing, both getting it right and getting it wrong. And stuck in the grey areas too. Indeed, I've seen the many phases and moods of financial cycle and how our decisions at those times impact us. So listeners and subscribers, if you are looking to get unstuck, feel empowered and make some strides in how you tackle your money, we are here to help you. And it all starts with listening to this upcoming episode. Enjoy! It is so great to be back on air with you listeners, subscribers and well-wishers. As you will remember, we ended season one on a sad note. As my co-creator and co-anchor on season one of the Swan Effect podcast, Lucille Sikusana, passed away unexpectedly. I opted to take a bit of a hiatus to come to terms with the loss of this really amazing person. And well, it is a process and it's also a journey. Yet her mission to empower all of us with practical financial understanding to manage our money is still 
very, very critical. And thus, I am so pleased to introduce season two of the Swan Effect podcast with a magnificent co-host coming on board who believes in this mission too and has such a depth of experience in the space of financial wellness and wealth. It is truly, truly exciting. And I extend a very, very warm welcome to Malika Peterson. Welcome, Malika. Thank you, Archie. And hello to our listeners and subscribers. I'm excited to start this journey as we launch the second series of the Swan Effect podcast. Thanks, Malika. You know, as we begin our show today, please, I would love it if you would share some insights about yourself with us. Certainly, Artie. My name is Malika Peterson. I head up the investment specialist team for Old Mutual Wealth. Um, I've been a part of the investment industry in various capacities for the past 20 years. Mm-hmm. I'm really passionate about sharing the things that I've learned along the way. And I think the reason I'm so passionate is because I come from a community that varies from people in abject poverty mm-hmm. to those who are just on or above the bread line. Mm. So I really do believe that financial education enables everybody to achieve financial freedom. Mm-hmm. I have a very rich cultural DNA and the creation and management of wealth is something that my history proves can be achieved by anyone. Mm-hmm. My grandmother was born in a little town called Sarun. I'm sure lots of you have not heard of that. <laughs> I've not heard of um, it. <laughs> and she went to the city and worked as a domestic work at, work okay. at a very young age. Yeah. So just two generations later, as a family, we enjoy financial comfort and I'm able to share that some of those learnings with everybody. Thank oh, you. Oh, you know, thank you so much, uh, Malika, you know, to share such a humbling background and context. I mean, it really, it speaks volumes about, you know, where your own personal drive and success comes from. And it's very, very inspiring. So thank you so much for sharing thank that. Thank you, Artie. Now, you know, today's episode on the Swan Effect podcast is focused on women because August is Women's Month in South Africa and we celebrate Women's Day on the 9th of August as well. So we're going to be focusing on something quite positive and it's all about unleashing your financial superpowers that perhaps we as women don't really realize we have. I absolutely love this topic, Arti. And in fact, the superpowers that you're referring to extends to whether we've unleashed it or not, uh-huh. an ability to nurture and grow our wealth and the mm-hmm. wealth of our future generations. Like Understanding mm-hmm. those superpowers, how we unleash it and what may hinder it allows us to unleash them in the best possible way. Oh, that's interesting, Malika. You're talking about hindrances. So what would then possibly hinder our superpowers? Okay, so in order to explain this, let me ask you what your first memory of money was. (laughs) Okay, um, okay, well, that's a very good reflective (laughs) question. Um, Okay, I would have to say... Look, it would definitely center around my mom. And uh, the first thing that comes to mind is pocket money, okay, which um, was actually not a lot back then. It was literally three rand a week. (laughs) But my mom would always say that, you know, I had a choice. Um, I could spend it at the school tuck shop 
Or I could save it towards something bigger that I wanted, like maybe the latest music cassette or CD. Gosh, Malika, I'm giving my age away. <laughs> yeah, talking about this. Uh, but, but, you know, again, that was also because of my mom's role in the household when it came to money. My mom, you know, she managed the finances. My dad was the income earner. He would hand over the money to my mom to handle all of the expenses, okay. the budgets, the saver, savings. You know, he, she would even give him pocket money. <laughs> That's how it would go. Um, so, my mom was and really still is um, excellent at math. And, and, you know, that certainly came very, very useful. Even when my dad started his different businesses, he would actually trust my mom to do all of those daily cash takings, balancing the books. It was very much her forte. <laughs> okay. So essentially, you had a strong role model in your mother. Yes. And yeah. I can tell you now, that that's one of the reasons that you feel confident in your ability to manage money. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And that's obviously, I mean, the fact that we're talking about this topic today is mm-hmm. shows your passion to be able to share that information, right? Mm-hmm. So I have a friend, for example, she's a highly successful career woman, but she refuses to manage any aspect of her money. Her husband manages all their financial matters. Uh He does absolutely everything. Their tax Uh returns, their budgeting, absolutely everything, right? And I was quite confused by this because Uh I couldn't fully understand how such a highly educated, highly successful career woman would not feel comfortable to manage money. And I asked Uh her exactly the same question that I asked you. Uh And her response was that her mom would get specific her mom her mom was a housewife she would get specific envelopes from her dad with amounts in them for specific things like food clothing electricity etc right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. her mom would never exceed the amount in the envelope for those specific things even if she had spent less on something else yes and that made me realize that this is the reason that she didn't feel confident Mm -hmm. because she grew up in a home where it was her mom was very much told what she needed to spend on what. So mm. our first memories are very important, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, just by recounting this, and I mean, so interesting in terms of your, your friend as well, how different to my own narrative. But, you know, as you're saying, it's actually these narratives that are shaping the relationships and the habits that we have with money today. Um, and, and, you know, you're alluding to that as well, I guess, in terms of those hindrances then as well, you know, because they're actually rooted in these stories, in these narratives. Huh? That is exactly right, Artie. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. being conscious of how these narratives shape us means we can figure out ways in which we can alter them and to become more productive for us. And, and it's essentially a process, right? We mm-hmm. need to identify what it is that, impacts our relationships with money and then alter our behavior accordingly. Mm, I must say, I have to agree with that, Malika, as well. And, you know, what also struck me as we were going through these memories is that there's actually these strengths that we can take from them, replicate it, you know, from all of these other aspects of our lives Mm. and replicate it into managing our finances. So these actually then become our financial superpowers. And I think, Malika, let's go through a few because we've we've managed to identify a few of them. And also let's understand what is that superpower about and then how do we go about unleashing it? Excellent, Ati. So this is exactly what I'm passionate about, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I would say the first superpower 
is know your money part. And what this means, this means that you need to know and understand what all your income is. We need to remember, Ati, that earnings are very different from income, right? Mm -hmm. I remember growing up on the dusty streets of the Cape Flats, that the ability to make a rand stretch was something that all women could magically do. It's true. It just happened, right? (laughs) And part of that magic was that they were able to identify incomes from multiple sources, Today, multiple income sources include things like rewards programs. So I'm sure you swipe your pick and pay card whenever you shop at pick and pay, right? And when your points kind of accumulate, you're more than happy to go and buy something and use those points. Or your clicks card, Mm -hmm. right? So there are different ways that we can earn extra income. These rewards programs are one of them. Getting your tax return is another. Dividend distributions from Mm -hmm. shares, vouchers you may receive any part-time jobs. There's so many people that have goods and services that they sell. So Mm -hmm. understanding exactly how much you have to work with is Mm -hmm. really the first step to your financial freedom. Mm, I I love what you're saying here, Malika, because these multiple income sources are, as you think, that excellent first step towards that coveted financial freedom that everyone talks about. And in fact, it's actually leading me to the second financial superpower, which is monetizing your passions. Simply put, everyone, this means taking something that you enjoy doing, something that brings you happiness and excitement, and then finding a way to generate income off that. And in fact, according to the All Mutual Savings and Investment Monitor survey, more than half of the respondents in the in the latest survey, the 2022 survey, are actually poly jobbers already. And what that means is, is that they're deriving income from more than one source. Now, Malika, you know, this is the digital social era, right? So mm. YouTube videos um, about pretty much everything, all different types of skills, um, online courses that you can that you can just about teach on any subject, um, mm-hmm. uh, tutoring um, also in different subjects, those funny sketches that we see on TikTok as well, um, mm-hmm. online gaming, you know, all of these are very, very dominant right now. And they also income generators. But, you know, even our other passions such as photography, um, baking, sewing, uh, dancing. Um, I'm thinking of also things like sculpting and pottery and painting, all those artistic pursuits. Um, all of these can actually be turned into opportunities to earn those those cash items. Yeah, that's absolutely correct, Artie. There are so many opportunities to monetize, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it isn't just exhilarating to watch the bank balance grow with all mm-hmm. that income streaming in. I mean, think about oh, yes. it. <laughs> it just becomes so easy to think about all the ways that we want to spend money on, right? Right, yeah. And here's where our third financial superpower can be unleashed, right? Mm-hmm. The PTP, what I call mm. the PTP, right? Mm-hmm, or otherwise mm-hmm. known as plan, track, and plan some more. Okay, okay. Uh-huh. While so many women know what they have to do financially, very few of us write it down, right? Okay. Yeah. And we don't really understand how important it is to have that visual representation okay. of not only the things we need to spend money on, but 
also contributions towards our financial goals. Mm. There are so mm. many applications out there today, like 22-7, which easily provides us the visual representation of our spend mm-hmm. and helps us to identify where we have overspent on a daily cappuccino or okay. Uber Eats, for example, yeah, right? Yes. I got a huge Uber shock the other day when I looked at my Uber Eats spend yeah. and yeah. I need to have a word with my teenagers because clearly that's not going to happen, right? <laughs> okay. But obviously... If you prefer, some of the old school routes Mm -hmm. include things like balancing your bank statement, going through it every month, writing down the things that you've spent money on. Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. the important thing that we need to take out of this, whether Mm -hmm. using an application on your phone, whether you're using paper, Uh there has to be some kind of tracking that occurs on a regular basis. And diarize it. Make Uh sure that you set set aside time on a monthly basis to go through your financial tracking. Yeah. I mean, that is such uh, such valid points, actually, all that you brought up. But, you know, what's also triggering for me, and maybe I'd like you to help us understand this a bit better, Malika, is uh, how do we actually go about budgeting? And then uh, what should we be, be uh, planning or, or budgeting for as well? So every budget should essentially have three main categories, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. There's the give category, save category, and spend category. Okay. Um, my niece is only five years old and she's got these three little jars and they've got give, save, and spend on it. And I mm. think that's the perfect way to start teaching, teaching kids this. Right. At an early age. Mm-hmm. Right. Giving. Let's talk about giving first. Giving mm-hmm. is essential for financial growth. My mm-hmm. father always used to say to me, when your hand is open to give, it is open to receive. Oh, Understand that giving and helping others not only results in their lives being improved, but it also empowers people to go on and create e- economic development elsewhere. Right. So yes. that's the one thing. Savings is the second thing. It needs to be split into short-term, medium-term, and long-term goals. So short-term includes things like the family's annual holiday or Mm -hmm. special occasions like birthdays, Christmas, Eid, or Diwali, right? We tend to spend a lot of money on those days. We very rarely save towards it. We really do need to save towards it, right? Mm -hmm. Medium-term savings includes things like saving for your wedding, Mm -hmm. a really big overseas trip the special car that you've been eyeing for a while Mm. or a deposit for a house, right? Those are your medium term savings, right? And I essentially say this, this is kind of like when there's a five, five to five year, five to seven year timeline linked to it, right? Okay. Everybody is unique, right? So lastly, Mm -hmm. you need to have saving towards your retirement planning. It is essential. Okay. Your current contribution to, to your pension fund. Sorry, I'm so sorry for this bad news, guys, but it's not enough, right? You need to be contributing more. We're bringing the reality. Currently. We're bringing the reality. I'm bringing God. the reality yeah. to the fore, right? Yeah. So everybody's unique, and therefore, you know, saving towards. Sorry, everybody's unique, and therefore, it's best to consult an expert. When you, with regards to your savings plan, right? Because people often say to me, how do I save for all of that? How do I take care of short-term, medium-term and long-term? Because everybody's unique, you do need to sit down with an expert, right? It's like seeing your dentist once a year. Mm -hmm. You need to speak to a financial planner, right? Mm -hmm. We have to do so once a year just to make sure that our financial health is well. And then lastly, now please note, I've specifically put this lastly. Because Mm -hmm. you have to first take care of giving. You have to first take care of saving. The last thing that you have to take care of is the spend. 
And this includes your planning for living expenses and necessities like your rent or bond, food, electricity, Wi-Fi, which according to my boys is become a necessity, as well as any luxuries that the family wants, like family Mm -hmm. outings, going to the movies, your hairdresser and nail salon appointments, all of that needs to be budgeted for. And your cappuccino. So yes, even your cappuccino (laughs) must be budgeted for, right? (laughs) And then from that point onwards, it's important to track and make sure that you're sticking to the amount that you budgeted for those individual items. Uh-huh. Uh, many people would say the cappuccino is a necessity, not a luxury. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I completely get it. I completely get it because we actually don't realize how these few rands or what we perceive as few rands, we're spending on a cappuccino here, maybe a chocolate there because I'm a sweet tooth, chocolate <laughs> there on a regular basis. All of that actually adds up and eats away at our budget. And I like the way you spelled it out for us in terms of for each sort of little pot, how we need to think about it from a timeline perspective as well. And, you know, that's also now making me think about another critical uh, and and probably what I would call then our fourth financial superpower um, to be unleashed. And I call it the spending leash. (laughs) So it's all about taking control of our spend listeners. um, And then also, also being flexible to the needs of the day. Okay. So think of it as, you know, when, and I like this analogy, it's like, you know, when you've got your dog um, on those leashes that you can actually control um, how far you can extend it yeah. or how far you can shorten it. Um, and, and, you know, you're in control of that, of how far your, your little doggy can go. So in the mm-hmm. same way, let us also take control of our cash, um, you know, keep it close, um, specifically when you need to manage those needs that, you know, Malika, you were talking about those necessities. And then obviously lose it a bit to accommodate our wants and our luxuries, uh, but then also, you know, don't let it go completely out of control. Make sure it remains tightly within your ambit. Yeah. And then obviously, if we need to switch tack because maybe there's an emergency or a sudden inflationary increase, we are seeing what's going on with our economy at the moment, you know, we can very flexibly then move that leash to try and meet that need without feeling undue pressure uh, because we haven't had an opportunity to think about it or build it in. So all of that, as I'm saying, listeners, it's all about maintaining that control. Do you perhaps want to maybe share a a couple of simple examples around this just to make it a bit more real and practical for for everyone? No, absolutely. I think, you know, there's a couple of examples that I could use, but I think as women, and and I like to use this analogy, right, we should be budgeting for me time right it's mm-hmm. important as women that we we take care of ourselves so our hair nail appointments or whatever it may be however we choose to take care of ourselves mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. those are important yeah. but i use the example that if you normally budget 500 rand for example for your hair appointment right yes and you go and visit the salon and their prices have increased uh, and it now costs 650 mm-hmm. uh guess what you, you you can't have your hair colored today you can only yes. do the wash and blow dry right because well, we yes. need to adjust accordingly right yeah i think another really really good example is with the fuel levy increases at the moment that's Mm -hmm. very that's kind of like top of mind for everybody yes and there are a few options that you can use to address this so i think in order to just illustrate the example Mm -hmm. it shows you how you could use it a few options so so the problem is fuel increases right 
you have a couple of options. Number one is you could drive less, okay, yeah, which is something yeah. that we don't really have control over unless we do a lot of leisurely driving. Essentially, mm-hmm. we drive to and from work, we pick up the kids, we go shopping. Those are all things that we need to do. We need to drive, right? right. So that that particular lever is not the best one for us to be able to pull. All right. The second one is that we could potentially get a more fuel efficient car. I'm a I'm a bit of a car junkie. I haven't told you this, mm-hmm. but I'm a bit mm-hmm. of a car junkie. So I like okay. my speed, right? Okay. Um, so this probably wouldn't be an option for me. But again, whoever does consider this would need to weigh up the cons of purchasing a new car with a potentially, you know, new HP agreement, et cetera, et cetera, uh-huh, uh-huh. against the pros of that fuel efficiency, right? Mm. So again, not really the kind of lever that you could pull quickly and kind of have a quick impact, right? Right. But the most realistic and you know, the probably the easiest to implement mm-hmm. is that we need to look at the rest of our budget mm-hmm. and say, where can I cut from the rest of my budget in order to accommodate the additional fuel spend that I now okay. have? Yeah. And this may mean considering a less expensive DSTV package, mm-hmm. a slower Wi-Fi service. I mean, I always say to my kids, I literally the other day I went from a 200 meg line to a hundred meg line and I guarantee you, they did not even notice the difference. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm, and okay. it's, it's a whole 400 bucks cheaper yes. per month. So, yes. you know, there's so many places that you could reduce spend overall grocery spend. People's yes. groceries bills are so expensive. Yeah. Now you can actually achieve a 20% saving by shopping alone. Right. Hmm. And the reason mm-hmm. for this is yeah. that when you go shopping with your kids, it often results in impulse buying. Okay. Because they're kind of nagging, nagging, nagging. You say no to some stuff, but there's certain stuff you choose your battles, right? There's certain right. stuff that you just give in. <laughs> yes. So 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 that's the one way that you could okay. achieve saving. Mm-hmm. Another way is by buying online. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that is when we buy groceries online, when we use 6060 or Willie's Dash to buy groceries online, we only choose the items that we specifically need. Right. Whereas That's when right, we're yeah. walking in a physical shop, all the chocolates and all the yummy things are grabbing our attention. And we go, ah, mm. oh, let me just grab this. Let me just grab it. We actually yeah. don't realize how much that adds. Mm. So all of these little changes in behavior adds up to significant savings at the end of the day. And you'll immediately be able to see that in your tracking tool. So you'll immediately be able to say, oh, I actually spent less on groceries this month just by implementing these basic um, actions, right? Oh, I I loved all the practical ideas, the practical tips. And yes, understanding our behaviors is so, so important as well. And, you know, I'm going to take it back to what we were talking about in terms of the narratives and the backgrounds that we shared at the beginning, Malika, because, you know, especially with with us as, as families, and with with young children that are quite impressionable, they're forming their own narratives about us and how they're Mm. seeing us going about and spending things. So, you know, I I love what a, what a really robust discussion I think we've had on the episode today, you know, so, so that whole idea around our backgrounds, how it shapes our story and our behavior around money. I think all of that 
coupled with, you know, this identification that we've done of these four key superpowers um, that can actually help us from a financial perspective. You know, I'm I'm already feeling more empowered in terms of uh, the tips that we've shared. So I'm definitely going to be doing quite a bit of them. Um, and, and I guess, okay, so maybe to recount then for, for all of our listeners, um, the superpowers that we've identified, the first one being know your money pot, okay? The second one, monetize your passions. The third one, the PTP, otherwise called the plan, track, and plan some more. And lastly, the spending leash. Malika, as we round out our episode for today, what would you like to offer as your parting shot? So, Ati, I'm really, really passionate about our roles as women, right? Mm-hmm. Our, we have an innate ability to nurture. And this ability extends far beyond the children that we birth and the families that we yes, raise. Yes, Ex- yes, Extends into our communities, our religious institutions, our schools, and our places of business, right? We almost have a responsibility to inspire and share the information about financial freedom with others. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. all we now need to do is be deliberate about the financial decisions that we take so that we are an example to others Mm -hmm. and that they are able to see the benefits that we get from those deliberate financial decisions. Oh, I love that. That's a beautiful, beautiful sort of parting words for everyone. I think my parting shot would be, well, actually to reiterate the words that um, were used when I was introducing episode eight on season one of the Swan Effect podcast about uh, the topic was around women and financial freedom. And, you know, I, I would I would say, you know, women play a really, really pivotal role in the fabric of life. It's, it's not only um, the superpower of being able to bear and, and create life, but also we are emotionally equipped to also deal with nurturing, um, growing, and are very, very mindful of that wider web of influence and control that we have. So women can do it all and have been doing it for centuries, despite the barriers that have actually stalled our progress along the way. I think the overarching takeaway from this is that actually women overcome. So, you know, remember that, uh, listeners, when it comes to how you're looking at your circumstance, how you view it, how you frame your attitudes and even your behaviors around money, you are powerful. Unleash it. (laughs) <laughs> what was that was that the sound of a whoop I, that was I, a love whip. That. I love it you're just cracking the whoop there that's awesome it makes me think of wonder woman and you know when she uses her lasso and that's a great way <laughs> thanks monica all right have a good day sharing is caring and knowledge is power time for you to be daring and let your money confidence bloom like a sunflower (laughs) thanks for joining us we hope you found these ideas and guidance useful do subscribe share and write a review or send us comments we would love to hear from you catch you on the next episode of the swan effect podcast bye for now ciao